Hi all, this is Ian. And this is Lauren. Before we get started today, we wanted to get all of our plugging business out of the way up front. I do not like it when you say plugging business, Ian. Neither do I. As hopefully many of you have heard us talk about before on this podcast, Lauren and I have been working on our first narrative audio drama, The Vanishing Act. Actually, it's a comedy, but yes. It is a weird and wild dive into the 1930s and features some of the guests you know and love from Not Another Film Podcast as over-the-top characters in pursuit of answers to a mysterious disappearance. Spooky. The first episodes are out now on all of your podcast providers, so please give us a download if you like what we do here. And if you listen to and enjoy the show, please make sure to leave us a review of some kind on whatever your preferred podcast platform is. A star-based review, actual written critique, and word of mouth are all still the best way to get a young baby bird podcast to grow into a giant dragon eagle with full-fledged sponsors. All of that was incredibly transparent. So yes, Please, while you're listening to us gab about our favorite movies from childhood, subscribe to The Vanishing Act and leave us a review. And, like I promised before on this show, if you also want to leave us a review for Not Another Film Podcast, I'll read it on air. I'm not above it. He's not. So, again, the plan is to head on over to your podcast provider, subscribe today, and then let us and all of your in-person and digital friends know what you think about The Vanishing Act. And one more time so it's burned into your brains, The, the Vanishing, Vanishing Act. Act. And now, back to this week's episode. Cookies. Spinach cookies. Oh. She also says, I just juiced an onion. Do you want <laughs> <laughs> She does say, I just juiced an onion. Oh, oh it's so good. And like, he just gulps it all down. It's great. And on that note, folks, welcome to another episode <laughs> of Not Another Film Podcast. This is the podcast where we take movies we used to love as kids and we re examine them in the harsh, sobering, quarantined light of 2020. <laughs> uh, and today we are joined by a special guest. We are here with Mr. Daniel Eddie Williams. How are you, sir? I'm well, you know, all things considered, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I, the, the Digimon movie truly brought life into, into <laughs> light into my life. Um, such, a, such a pleasant watch. I, I, I was very ecstatic uh, and put a yeah. smile on my face. So true. Uh, I'm also here with Lauren Thompson. How are you? I'm great. I found this movie extremely profound given that most of our lives are lived online now. Wow. Um, we're all living in the digital world. <laughs> if, if fucking only, if that means yeah. that I got a new best friend who's an animal <laughs> hybrid. You literally just got a best friend that was an animal today. We just got a new cat. It's, it doesn't that's evolve. That's, but that's, it, doesn't, it doesn't digivolve. Yeah, that's uh, a big deal. Yet. That is a pretty big deal. Well, uh, don't my, limit what he's capable of. <laughs> my name is Ian Gears. I'm one of your other co-hosts. That's right. You should say his name. And we're, <laughs> we are here today doing the Digimon movie uh, yep. from the year 2000. 20 years old, this movie oh is. God. I uh, thought you just said the year 2020. And I was like, wait, that came out this I, year? It's the best movie of the year since only six movies came out this year. Fun fact, they did, there is a reboot um, of Digimon Adventure, which is the first two Digimon um, uh, uh, seasons, which I still have a nostalgic love for, just like straight up. Um, yep. So same. that's actually airing this year um, as we speak. Well, they just did that similar thing with Pokemon. They just redid Pokemon the first movie, but in like weird CGI. 
Right. And like released it on Netflix. That, I found that trailer oh, incredibly disturbing. Yeah. After watching that Pokemon movie where I cried. I didn't um, like I didn't like how thick Mewtwo was as a two-dimensional <laughs> being, and I really don't like how thick he is as a three-dimensional <laughs> being. Yeah, thick he though. Um he I, I, I the Pokemon movie uh, two th- Pokemon movie 2000, right? Like, that's the one with Mewtwo and the sad Pikachu fight. Yeah, that's Pokemon the first movie. Yeah, oh. our, the Mewtwo Strikes Back. Was that was Mewtwo Strikes Back. Yeah, Pokemon the movie 2000. That's the one with Lugia. That's oh. like they go to the island and it's the, the one that with all the legendary birds. Right. Oh my God. I have like very vivid memories of that as well. Yeah. The yeah. orbs. I don't yes, know yes, 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 yes. I have not orbs. seen that movie in years, but I, re- I remember not liking that one as much as. The one where Mewtwo dupes everybody to come to an island right, so that he yeah. could kill them. <laughs> and copy their Pokemon. Yeah, and you know, like you do. Weird Pokemon that aren't actually, like, shiny. I feel like that would have been a cool use of, like, the shiny Pokemon thing in yeah. the actual anime. It was just like, oh, I'm making shiny versions of Pokemon, which is... Well, they're, like, tatted up right. versions of Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> they have, like, these weird scars and, like... Yeah, they have, like, the rocks, like, Samoan culture tattoos on right. them, but they're, like, from Mewtwo's <laughs> Island. Oh, my God. Um, right. So I want to break into this. What what was your relationship with Digimon growing up? So I was very big into Digimon. Um, not as big as I was into, like, I mean, Pokemon, I feel like it was a gateway into, like, anime in general. I'm a big, <laughs> big weeb, as they say, uh, on the web. Um, but, uh, no, I, you know, I was big into Digimon. I watched, I remember watching it like as a kid, very religiously up until, um, up until like the third season, the third season is when they have, when like the Digimon are actually real, like, and they're (laughs) in real life and there's Renamon, um, who's like hot, strangely, and like weirdly, like (laughs) The Lola Bunny of Digimon. Yes, pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. And then after Wait, that, what? I just got like weird, and I, I, I was not about it. Um, but like the first two seasons, Dynamite. Oh, and that. Oh no, no, no. The fourth season is when they became when they became the Digimon, and that's when I stopped. I was like, this is yeah. too much for me. Wait, how many I, total seasons were there of the show? So many. I yeah, they they like, also did a bunch of like offshoots. Of okay. stuff like I was talking, we, Lauren and I were talking pilots. today about like other, other like kids anime that I think, like you said appropriately, are like gateway drug and to like for anime for kids. And mm-hmm. for me, it's kind of like the Mount Rushmore of that is like Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon, Digimon, and Yu Gi Oh. Like that's right. like the Mount Rushmore. And then from there, you can like, oh, I like the action a little bit more, so I'll start watching like Veroni Kenshin, or it's like I like the teen drama of Digimon, so I'll start watching like Tenchi Muyo, or like. Right. So you can kind of find more specific, kind of more hardcore versions as you go along if you're interested in it. But those four are like the most kind of user-friendly, I I thought anyway. Well, but, I feel like, I mean, despite how you feel about it, like four kids, um, I mean, four kids is responsible for this movie. Like yes. Fox is like, that is, that is, it's stamp is so on this, like at least early 2000s. Fox Entertainment. Um, Those creepy but, kids laughing in a parachute or whatever. The, yeah, <laughs> did you guys, wait, did you guys watch the version with the uh, Anna Anaconda? Angela uh, Anaconda? Anaconda? Yeah. yeah. On like, YouTube? Thing? Yeah. It was YouTube. deeply it, disturbed. It was fucked, but like, I totally like remember it. Like, I remember it very vividly and I did not mm. watch uh, 
Amanda Anaconda or is it Anna? I did not watch that movie. Angela Anaconda. Anaconda. Wasn't that on Kablam? Wasn't that a Kablam thing on Nickelodeon? I true. I, again, I didn't. What? I don't know. But because I have vivid I, memories of that specific sketch. Yeah. Because it premiered, it prefaced the Digimon movie. Yeah. I loved the Digimon movie as a kid. I saw, I definitely saw this in theaters. Like, I, I remember seeing it, like, opening day. I was like you. I was obsessed with Digimon. Like, Digimon, Pokemon, and, like, you know, the ones that we mentioned. But I loved, I was explaining to Lauren, the thing I loved most about Digimon which I even had watching the movie today. And when you and I have kind of like talked around the movie the past couple times we've talked about this, so as not to spoil anything. Right. I, the thing I love most about this show is the drama between these characters. Right. It's like, it's like watching the OC with digital monsters and right. it's so, like the love triangles, What love the, triangles? the growth, There's... the brother relationships between Matt and TK. All, right. Like characters go on journeys in this they show. Do. And the craziest thing about this movie is it expects you to know all of that before you watch the movie. Right. Wait, what was the drama? Well, there is Did no I drama miss it? now. I feel like Not I missed, in this movie. There's... I feel like I missed so much watching this movie. Like, there's like, so much. Sense. Yeah, yeah I, I'm this, sure is, it this did. completely makes sense Because to y'all me. had the yeah. context needed to understand this. You had the, like, this keys to decipher all of the puzzles in this film. Correct. And I am just wandering blindly through the maze. Like, where, where do I go? How do I get out? Uh, what does that mean over there? I don't know. Why are they melding together? And what's an egg? I don't understand. Um, oh, yes. Oh, my God. Wait, hold on. The end. I'm sorry. Wanna... When they had golden armor and were merging, I was <laughs> baffled. That was so... I mean, even as, like, someone who, like, understood the context, like, I saw the season from which, like, the digi-eggs were, like, originated. I... I I I laughed when they said we got a digivolve to get the golden <laughs> yeah. digi eggs. I'm like, okay, sure, whatever, yeah, man. You're like, fine. Like, I, that I sounds great. All right, not I'm in. Felt that level of bafflement since we watched uh, The Witcher a, a few months ago. Oh, right. And right. suddenly someone goes like, "I invoke the law of surprise," and I went, "What? What's that?" Yeah. And this whole they, movie is the law of surprise. <laughs> correct. Correct. It's like, I invoke the, what's that? What's that? No one ever explains it. I don't nope. understand what's happening. Not at all. Uh, and um, I felt constantly behind. Like I hadn't done the homework. <laughs> that's so that's so fascinating because it all like kind of came together. Like, you know, when you like, I, as a yeah. kid, I didn't understand it. Like at all. Like I was just like, oh yeah, this happens. And then this happens. And like, it makes sense. It's Digimon. Omnimon, like, of course. Like, yeah, Omnimon. <laughs> makes sense. Um, and like, but now as an adult, I'm like, oh, I see what they're trying to do. And like, not going to lie, like, so I, I think it's useful to differentiate part one, part two, and part three. Because, yes. fun yes. fact, they were three different movies in the original Japanese. Um, oh. Yeah, so that's why they're completely like three plots, three just different plots. And they just, and they tack that thing on the, uh, on the beginning there of just like, this movie has been altered from its original form. It has been made to fit yeah. your screen. It's like, that's not all you did. You yeah. also made three movies into one. Well, and not only did you make three movies, but it's like, I was looking online and that part one, the which is from Digimon Adventure, like the Digimon Adventure movie, which mm -hmm. is the Tai and Kari as like little kids. And then Agumon evolves into Greymon and they're like giant and essentially 
the plot of Godzilla happens to Heighten View Terrace. And Correct. they're like, <laughs> we'll get to my favorite line later, <laughs> where they're like, only the people who saw what happened that night became the DigiDestin. I'm like, how the fuck did you miss it? There was so <laughs> much damage. Oh, who didn't yeah. wake up for this? You know what's strange <laughs> oh to me is that that's the one of the three that you were the most baffled for, because it's not like the show at all. Because it's a prequel. That, and that was the one that yeah. made the most sense to me. I was like, oh yeah, a monster came out of the screen and then like wreaked havoc and we're fine. And then the second part came around and I'm like, wait, what do you mean they live in the computer? They were just out here. <laughs> Who's Jedi? I was like, how'd okay. they get back in the computer? What's happening? I still yeah. have only vague memories of who Jedi is. But I, I completely <laughs> forgot that dude until seeing him on screen. And even then I'm like, oh yeah, what did he do? Which one was Jedi? Yeah, he was there. He's the he Master the, Roshi of Digimon. <laughs> it's like right. legit. He, I think he, he comes in at the end and is just like, I'll keep your Digimon in the digital world now that you saved the digital world. Yeah. Oh, I must have missed that. Did you ever play Pokemon? No. Oh, okay. We've covered this in the Pokemon episode. I, I do not. I never did Pokemon. <laughs> I, I had one Pokemon card and then I gave up. Um, what was the card? I think it was like a Pikachu or something. I know it was a, uh, it was the little fluffy pink one. Jigglypuff? Yeah, I really like Jigglypuff. Oh, yeah. Um, I just like found it on the ground and then I was like all the other kids had collections and I was like this is enough for me I got <laughs> I got my one I got my one yeah. and as I learned in Detective Pikachu you only get one it's your little companion well that yeah. was an amendment made for that movie yeah and right. I liked that movie because basically they're just pets which I could understand that's kind of what Digimon is, though. You just get right. one. Yeah, you but they're digital. One. Wait, you only get one? You only get one Digimon, Wait. except for unless you're fucking Willis, who, like, right. we've got twins. Yeah, that yeah. confused me. Well, that was also oh. an anomaly that was only in the movie. That's why it garnered a movie. I will also <laughs> right. say, this day was made unnecessarily confusing to me by Ian, who showed me half a season of Yu-Gi-Oh! this morning. Oh, So Lauren. it's all melding in my brain. Lauren. All of it's melding in my brain. You silly, silly human. They, I showed you six episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh! That is not half a season. How many episodes does Yu-Gi-Oh! have? Like, in a season, it's like, Daniel, correct me if I'm wrong, but do you remember season, like, the first season of season Digimon of Adventure is, like, 50 episodes oh yeah it's like really it's like ridiculously long it's, it's like okay. stupid long is Yu-Gi-Oh the same as Digimon in terms like I think that's just how like like anime like that it, just it, went on forever long well it, I mean to be it fair it depends I think it like it's like it depends normally 12 is a standard season now yeah. Yeah. okay yeah that's fair that's it used fair. to be especially with the shonen types like Naruto and like uh other things like that um One Piece and One Piece and, and Bleach yeah. um which we should circle back to again because it was a One Piece style rap uh, uh, prefacing this movie. Um, but yeah, no, those are like, those can be more than like, uh, they, can, they can be 25 um, uh, episodes a season. Yeah. Um, sometimes. I mean, to be fair, half of the episode of Yu-Gi-Oh that you would watch would be a recap of what was on the previous episode of Yu-Gi-Oh. Correct. Also, I quite enjoyed Yu-Gi-Oh. I actually had pr a pretty good time. Um, but it did not help me in understanding Digimon because they no. started to blend in my brain. And I was like, wait, no, but uh, the cards. I offered <laughs> last night to watch a couple episodes, like the first episode or two of Digimon to mm -hmm. give you the reference of like who Ty and Sora and Izzy and Mimi and all of them are to yes. kind of get like a flavor of, of what you're about to watch. Because I, I remembered the movie and I was like, this movie does not hold your hand. Nope. But you were like, no, I want to go in blind. <laughs> so, I said I think it's for the best. 
Well, and then this and, morning, without even asking, you just put on Yu-Gi-Oh. Because I was in an anime mood. I was like, yeah. we're about to do this. I kind of want to relive. Like, this, we, like, quarantine has been so interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. But a lot of, of, one big thing that I know, um, a couple other guests we've had on the podcast, including my sister and, like, uh, a couple other friends have said is, like, uh, we've been finding comfort in re-watching stuff from when we were kids. And there was a weird the amount of nostalgia I felt watching this movie. Oh yeah. Like really hit me. And there were things that like, I was like, this is ridiculous and so silly. And I haven't watched or thought about Digimon in years, but it's like when Ty and Matt go into the computer to save, like to save war Greymon and, and uh, Garurumon, I was just metal Garurumon. I was just like, yo, that's a beautiful, like the friendship is so strong. And I got like kind of emotional. Yeah, <laughs> It was the cheesiest thing in the world. Uh, I realized and read like watching it back, but it was just like, oh, it, it, and like her, like uh, Ka- Ka- Kyrie, Kari, 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 sorry, like Kyrie's Kingdom Hearts. Um, uh, well, Kari Kyrie explaining... Irving is Uncle Drew. Oh, right, right. <laughs> um, but like her explaining like his friendship was so strong that he he himself became digital and i'm just like sure whatever man like <laughs> go for it it's sure digital. why not this movie's trippy as fuck and i appreciate it so much like there's certain like that was the other thing to for you kept like i think rightfully so i would have been doing the same thing i'm just asking questions about like okay so is this normal does this happen and it's kind of like especially in the third part where it's like no, we've genuinely never seen anything like this. Like the whole situation with Willis and his two twins, one of which is like uh, is half infected by a computer virus and, and has the gone other one crazy. Is fucking adorable. Yeah, oh, yeah. One looks like a bunny with giant ears, and the I other looks him. like an extremely coked out patron at Coachella. Is like <laughs> both of them. Like this is like this has never been seen before, and this. Oh my god! Like kid genius Willis, who's also the horniest motherfucker you're gonna meet. Right? Like, <laughs> it's like no wonder nobody likes this kid. Like he just keeps making unwarranted moves on the women that he interacts with. Right? Oh my god! There's a lot of like early two thousands sexism in the movie. At that at that part in particular, like that was just like a weird like. Um, god, what was his name? He's the main. He's the Thai character in like Davis. the second season. Davis. Davis is like, oh, Gary's uh, mine or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, mm, well. That was the one with the blue ha- bluish hair? Kind of, yeah. He had a blue yeah. theme. Blue okay. theme, yeah. Clothes I associate him with the color blue. Yeah. yeah, he and Ty both were, like, they literally are like designed exactly the same. Right? Yeah. Like, also in my head, again, the characters are combining with Yu-Gi-Oh! So I'm like, which one's the one with the Brooklyn accent? Right. For no reason. <laughs> <laughs> that's Joey. His sister's Joey. blind, maybe. And that's <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> That was wild on Yu-Gi-Oh! The character's just like, oh, remember when we were separated six years ago? And it just hard cuts back to her being like, Joey! <laughs> I loved it. I truly did like Yu-Gi-Oh! a lot. Well, I that's liked- not what we're talking about. <laughs> I just want right. to throw a quick shout out to Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> I had a great Yu-Gi-Oh time. Much- Yu-Gi-Oh! appreciates it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! could use a win right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yu-Gi-Oh is like crazy. Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh is like Beetlejuice. If you say its name enough times, people start buying the cards again, and they like really start caring. Is he wait? So in the hierarchy of like popularity, where oh. does Digimon rank? Like I know it that Pokemon's kind of the top. Yeah, it depends on who you. I ask. guess in terms of like your adolescent experience, because I remember kids like having Pokemon cards, and I remember kids like trading cards, and and but I never really ran in those circles, so I didn't know like 
which ones are the more like mainstream ones? Which ones were the more like niche ones in your mind? Oof. I mean, Pokemon was number one, obviously. Yeah, Pokemon think... was like the, the mainstream hit. Mm-hmm. And then I think that um, uh, f- for me, Digimon like followed because I, I, I don't know, just something about it, like the frequency at which I watched Digimon mm-hmm. and like there's specific episodes that just stick in my mind. Literally, literally for 20 years of my life. I don't know when I watched, uh, well, yes, actually 20 years of my life if it came out in 2000. Uh, 20 years of my mind, uh, in my mind, go back, go back to the beginning has haunted me. I think about that on a regular basis. Yup. Legitimately on a regular basis. And I think about um, Kokomon. Like I think about how freaky he is and his voice. And I, it haunts me today as a, as a grown adult. Uh, the animation uh, style of this movie is genuinely like it's kind of creepy in a lot of areas but i'm sorry to interrupt you continue um no but to me it'd be pokemon digimon Yu-Gi-Oh, and i Mm. feel like Yu-Gi-Oh. like digimon suffered from not actually having like a piece of media that was not the show Mm -hmm. to support it like pokemon had the games and everyone loved the games it revolutionized like uh monster capture rpgs um, Yu-Gi-Oh had the card games, and it didn't revolutionize card games, but it was. It, I mean, people still play Yu-Gi-Oh. It was huge, huge. Yeah, um, Ian, you still play Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, not not often, while. but like, I've I still have my deck. And I, uh, when I was in college, there was like a resurgence. Like, I remember going home one like winter break, maybe my sophomore year or something, and one of my buddies called me and was like, dude, I just found my Yu-Gi-Oh deck. Did you ever play? And I was like, oh yeah, I did. And they were like, I'm calling everyone to see if they have it. And when we got back, we would just get really high and duel. And, and it was a fun way of spending like a Thursday night. And did oh, you yeah. pretend to be that 14-year-old supervillain? No, because I, I don't have, I didn't have, this is the problem with I these love. things. I didn't have I the money food. to have a good deck. That's true. And it's like, so I, yeah, I had like a a handful of good cards and you know me because we worked together and you know me as well as like we worked together uh, on on other projects. And so I was obsessed with creating a theme to my deck and having everything like fall in line. And it's like, I'm going to have like a fiend and necromancer deck and like Mm -hmm. everything's going to reinforce that thesis and that theme. And once you do that, then it's just kind of like, like a, an endless pit you could throw money down to get right. useless pieces of paper yeah. that right. would impress one like fat 35 year old who's also and, at comic kings with you like yeah i mean pretty much the the Yu-Gi-Oh meta like i mean they had to ban cards pretty quickly because they did not balance that game whatsoever like pot of greed is gone and it's like a cent- centerpiece to the anime truly yeah. like uh toon world plays- i haven't seen somebody play toon world ever Oh yeah, Exodia had to be banned because there was like a turn zero win with Exodia. Like it was, it was yeah. ridiculous. But people still play it, and like people still talk about like the meta that arose from playing Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, but Digimon never had that. Digimon, uh, like I think I did, Digimon had like a few really terrible games that were like either fighter, but never found its like itself like a genre. Yeah. Um, or like I remember there they did try their hand at like playing cards, but could never they could never beat Yu-Gi-Oh, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so truly they like, they kind of fuck themselves um, mm-hmm. in, in, and I'm sorry, I don't know how like PG or not PG. Bring it on. Um, but uh, they really, they really screwed themselves over um, in that they just had the one piece of media. They had, they had the show and they had the movies and those were, those were they, enough to 
get kids interested, but you need like something else to like yeah. to make them buy things yeah. truly. Like, yeah, this followed. I mean, to get into a little history on the the show itself, yeah, it followed the success of Pokemon and Bandai, which was the company that created it, was in partnership with Tamagotchi. So when Tamagotchis came out, they were like, well, we could probably build a show around this. That makes so much sense. And so that's where the first pocket, like not pocket monster, because that's literally Pokemon, but like the first um, like pocket digital monster came from. And they started creating like a little short, which was essentially about uh, Korumon evolving into Agumon. Koromon, for anybody who doesn't know, looks like a sperm with two giant cat eyes, and he evolves into <laughs> really good description. Exactly what you'd imagine, a dinosaur. And so <laughs> these um, it's cool. Later on he evolves into a bigger dinosaur. <laughs> and then he gets metal on his body, which may, reinforces him and he gets rockets. So like, yeah, that is like a you logical do. progression. Yeah. Um, which like is like we say these things and it's very silly. It is very silly. But the thing that I kept commenting on to myself today was like the designs for some of these are fucking rad and like the drawings are so cool like oh yeah do you remember they had the transformer toys for digimon this was the big thing that like the the money i invested in digimon outside of the show was all in i definitely had a digivice Mm -hmm. You could buy the digivice of a character and it would come like preloaded with that person's Digimon. So I had Correct. I had TK's green digivice from season two. I don't remember which one I had. And so it came could these be electronic and you several. could play like yeah. it was like a Tamagotchi. Yeah. It was exactly it was a Tamagotchi. Yeah, because Tamagotchi. I was saying I was like I was like, Oh, that'd be if it's Tamagotchi, it'd be stupid if they didn't have like a Tamagotchi that is basically yeah. digital. It was a Tamagotchi. And that then, sounds awesome and that that is definitely what I would be into because I love Tamagotchi. Yeah, and so they would they would have that. I would get a Tamagotchi right now. Like genuinely, I'm like quarantine. Give me a Tamagotchi. I need it. I feel like that's what Pokemon Go essentially kind of was. It was like turning right, your phone right. into a Tamagotchi. Yeah, but now we can't go exactly. anywhere. So that's true. Like that. Oh, Pokemon right. stay. But <laughs> yeah, it's Pokemon stay at home. Stay at home. Um, and then oh fuck, I forgot what else I was gonna say with it. Um, you got the different uh Poke, not Poke, the Digi deck. The, the like little Tamagotchi things. You're saying, I got you're the, saying you got a couple of them. Yeah, I got I got one of the 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 Tamagotchi things. I had TKs. Oh, and then they had these awesome toys that were modeled after the Transformers toys, where right. it would you could digivolve your toy from like oh. one form into another, but you'd have to like you know bend the head down and then another head would come up and like right. that's cool. And so I I remember having a couple of those. Yeah, I, I, mean, I definitely had like forms. a war like a Gururumon that would turn into War Gururumon. Yeah, because yeah, they're like they're metal they're like gold armor versions with like transformers. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, I, what Digimon merchandise did I? make my mother buy <laughs> that's really what it is <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, this episode uh, is like seriously thank you parents this that's what right. this episode <laughs> subtitle is oh my god thank you for driving me and sitting through this god-awful movie that i know you didn't understand i'm like <laughs> please please thank you for caring about me enough i can't imagine caring for anything enough to sit through digimon and not know what it is so yeah lauren kudos to you kudos to you for doing this <laughs> no um, for sure i just watched jimmy neutron like 40 oh times my god it's a great movie what a blast and from the past a lot of overlap in soundtrack between those two movies 
Okay, funny and okay. So we're now we're into the point where we're going to talk about the Digimon movie soundtrack because there was a lot of things that uh, were surprising to me. Um, <laughs> so at first, I was like, "Did I am like literally?" I'm waiting. I remember All Star being a part of the tra- the soundtrack, and I'm waiting. I'm waiting for when they use it the I just, whole time. I'm like, "Did I just hallucinate them using <laughs> All Star, uh, my Smash Mouth in this movie?" I thought y'all were lying to me because I was like, I was promised Smash Mouth. No, and then uh, Funk Soul Brother, which I vividly remember. Um, uh, They, uh, One Week by the Bare Naked Ladies. That's how I know that song. And that's like a forever will be a, every time that song comes up, I'm like, this is from the Digimon movie. All My Best Friends Are Metalheads by Less Than Jake. What a weird. (laughs) The Impression That I Get by the Mighty Mighty Bostones. And then, of course, the Digi rap. Like, all of these things were incredibly, like... I did like the Digi theme song. I thought I did quite enjoy that. Oh, the Digimon, Digital Monster, Digimon, other channel. I thought that was a bop. I really so, enjoyed that. fun fact about that song and, like, and this whole album. This whole album, this is bizarre, was produced by this guy named Shakai Levy, who is an Israeli composer who created not only the Digimon theme song, but also the theme songs to Inspector Gadget and (gasps) like a a bunch of like Speed Racer and like a bunch of stuff like that from the 80s. Um, And the, in fact, the entire score for this movie was recorded and written by the Tel Aviv Philharmonic Symphony Orchestra. (laughs) Oh my God. I love that. What? Yeah. So I watch a lot of, like, there are not a lot of, I watch one specific um, anime YouTuber who, um, Mother's Basement, and uh, I love his stuff, um, Jeff Thu, if you're out there. Shout out. Shout outs. Um, but uh, he he argue, he has this one video where he argues for these, like, really, I mean, they were god-awful dubs of uh, children's cartoons by four kids, because even though they censored a lot, like they cut out, like to make three movies into one, they cut out a lot of scenes. Over and 40 I'm, minutes of footage was cut out from those okay. movies to make oh, yeah. this movie 83 minutes long. Oh my Correct. God. And um, five of which but, are a fucking Angela Anaconda short that makes no sense. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, uh, but it was, what, what was really interesting about it is they would make, they would actually put effort into regionalizing the soundtrack. They would, they would, you know, they obviously licensed all of these songs. They created multiple songs. They were like original songs like um, uh, You Run Around, I Run Around. That song is an original song from the Digimon movie, uh, for as far as I understand. And like... Hey, Digimon, hey, Digimon. Kicks, yeah. yeah, all it that kicks. shit. It kicks so hard. And like the Digi-rap, the One Piece rap, like all of, like putting effort into like making anime like more accessible to kids. Uh, I, I don't think was a bad idea. And then I think there's a lot of like, I, I, I'm in two minds about this as far as the translation goes, because there's a lot of like witty, like uh, one-liners that people are like, uh, like for example, when he's just like, I'm Greymon now. And he's just like, you can be whatever you want, big yeah. guy. Um, like that, I'm sure is not the literal translation of the Japanese. I am yeah. like 100% sure. Totally. But I think that like, I'm, I'm very passionate about the, that. I don't know. I think that that was clever i think that you know how like being a little meta about it especially as something as like for something as ridiculous as digimon is like i think that you know it adds it adds something to it it adds value i don't think that it should be the case for every anime for sure but like i think that 
for the Digimon anime, I thought I was laughing. I thought a lot of their like quips were really, really funny. Like genuine. same. I think like genuinely, I was like, I mean, we joked about this before on like other things where it's like, man, you like you didn't need to go so hard, but you did. Like that's kind of how I feel about like the punch up for the script of the Digimon movie is like there's a lot of really solid one liners and like. Like, the whole relationship with Ty and Kari's mom, which I feel like is more fleshed out in this movie in the 30 minutes that she gets on screen than it is in the entire show. Like, I don't remember mm-hmm. that much about her, her character outside of this movie because mm-hmm. they spend most of that first season in the digital world. But it's, it, like, she's so funny. And, like, her stuff that she has, especially, like, the, the back and forth she has with Izzy is, is hilarious. <laughs> and like, a great mom. Well, and then there's a, there's a lot of really solid stuff like that throughout it. Like, but it's like it, the it's semiconductor surprising. line. Yeah, he's just like, do you know what a semiconductor? It's a guy who rides a train part time. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so silly, but that's uh, but so good. I to go back to the soundtrack. Aside from the fact that I used to obsessively listen to this movie soundtrack, mm-hmm. um, I loved all of these songs and all of this music. And I am so sorry to my parents because I know I blasted this in the car so often. I just want to point out that Ian made fun of me for liking the soundtrack to the Scooby-Doo movie. And there is so much overlap tonally between the two movies. There's a great Outcast song on that. And there's a fun, simple plan song on that. But I would take the Digimon movie soundtrack any day of the week. True, Your true, nostalgia true. versus my nostalgia. Um, <laughs> My favorite thing about like hearing all and waiting the entire movie for All Star is yes. um, <laughs> All Star Kids in America one two punch like yes as as All Star finishes credits roll and it's Kids in America and I'm like oh it's like, so weird the movie brings it home this, musically this fucking Japanese anime ends with Kids in America oh yeah. Even though there's only one kid in America. That kid what? sucks. He never even made it on the show. But also, oh. these kids just going, it's like, yeah, we're in Japan. And then my the friend just emails them and says, hey, come to Colorado. And then they just go unaccompanied. The, and their relatives like, oh, I have an uncle who does this. Who's just like not going to watch these kids. Like, they're oh, yeah, unaccompanied they're, minors. They're, they're straight up like On an 12. international <laughs> flight. They're, they have to, you know they have to transfer. You know there are no direct flights from Japan to Colorado. Um, yeah. Yeah. Before, okay, so I do want to jump into and the plot. That kid doesn't live in Denver. Come on. <laughs> I do want to jump into the plot, but one thing it's I want to say. a small town in Colorado. Yeah. One thing I wanted to say on the soundtrack before we leave it right. is I was, I was nervous going back into it because I was just like, there's so, I remember so many of these songs. And if the songs are the ones that I remember, which they were, you know, mm. impression that I get, all my best friends are metalheads, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Like, they're not going to fit into this fucking movie at all. But then I remembered most anime movies that are not Studio Ghibli, most other anime films do go out of their way to have, like, a music video of some kind with, like, a K-pop song in it or with some, or with, like, or some sort, yeah, J-pop, or, like, some sort of Japanese pop song in it. So it would make sense that for an American audience, we're going to put these songs that for like, I guess like the, um, you know, more critical eye kind of don't really have anything to do aside from scoring an action scene, but for kids and for the message that they stand for, it really is. It's, it's about giving you a full sensory experience as a child Oh yeah. so that you have something to walk out of the theater singing something to walk out of the theater buying and something to walk out of the theater playing. It's like, oh, that's, yeah. 
the whole goal. And so, I don't know, I kind of felt like that aged really well for me because it felt like the soundtrack was actually in line with traditional Japanese anime films. In well, that yeah, I mean, way, is Shrek spiritually an anime? I don't like that you've asked this question. Uh, <laughs> but, but it's been asked, and I feel like it's a valid question. <laughs> I mean, I okay. We could. There's this is a whole rabbit hole about like what is and isn't anime about like so like I think Avatar: The Last Airbender is definitely an anime. And I bet we were watching that, that today too. I we watched yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh, and then I wanted to put on Avatar: The Last Airbender because I've been making my way through it, and I really really enjoy it. Um. But like to your point, like your name, which is a something that came out fairly recently, that's oh. a very like cult classic. Um, that had then uh, a music video, um, in it as well. These like, I guess art house like anime films. Um, uh, so I I think you're right. I think that it 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 definitely having like a soundtrack, and I think that there are a lot of the choices in this movie, they they are truly visceral. Like there's a lot of that's like wacky and goofy, but like if it wasn't so wacky and goofy, if it wasn't all star by Smash, like, or not, mm -hmm. yeah, if it wasn't all star by Smash Mouth, if it wasn't, like, all these, like, recognizable songs, I wouldn't have had, like, such clear and vivid memories of the, like, even, like, the sound design, like, uh, some of the just sounds I just recognize. I'm like, oh, oh, my God, that was, like, that's such a wacky, like, why would you put that sound there? But it's so striking to yeah. me. And like it, it visceral. Um, so I think, I mean, even the whistle, like that was like super like visceral and like. Especially the stuff I, I kind of think, cause I've always, I, I'm a huge fan of the second season of Digimon. I liked the new class a lot. Mm. Um, as we talked about the other day, I was really, really into the love triangle between TK, Kari and Davis. I was like all about that shit. Um, but going back and watching the movie, I was the second chapter was my favorite one mm. um, with with Ty and Izzy kind of combating mm. this computer virus that's been mixed with the Digimon that uh, kind of hacks into the world and yeah. causes a nuclear strike. And uh, like it gets fucking intense in that in that second one. This little kid from Colorado really causes a nuclear strike. This like eight-year-old kid this from Colorado. This kid tried to make a friend and ended up launching some nukes. And you know, like there's a really good reason why, but I have, I'm, it's, I'm saving it for the end because it has to do <laughs> with um, my answer um, at the end. But um, awesome. it, there's a very, very good reason why the second part is like plot-wise, like super duper solid, like, I think the best of the three parts. Um, but yeah, no, it, like the stakes are huge. Um, and I the think animation that, looks beautiful. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a clear, that, like one, like three act structure of mm -hmm. a story. Because it's oh, yeah. literally three different movies. <laughs> no, I'm saying, no, I'm saying literally the second part is the one that feels like right, it has right. a one, two, three within the second part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, the first one he feels too short and the last one feels way too connected to the last one. <laughs> I right. liked, I really liked how they, they brought back the whole voice cast from mm -hmm. the show, uh, which is great. And even some characters that do not get uh, screen time in this end up getting their, the voice actor gets to play like another character. Like mm -hmm. I forget what, um, I forget what the actress's name is, uh, but the actress who plays Palmon on the show, mm -hmm. like Palmon doesn't have any lines in this movie, ends up playing like the voice of the truck driver in the third part. Like it's oh like- God. You could just like hear it like right, it's this right, right. raspy like 
like this raspy New York lady. And it's just like, that's mm-hmm. that same voice actor. They right. just were like, I guess like just, you know, cause you hire voice actors, you're mm. going to get much more variety than you would if you hired, you know, most of the time, I would say like 70% of the time, you're going to get much more variety than you would if you hired like a big name. Right. Uh, star. Who's just going to play them, but in the movie. Exactly. Um, so I yeah the the first movie starts and it's legit Ty and Kari as little kids. Um, apparently, according to this, because this is forty years, only forty years before the second part, and the second part is like essentially season one. So they're twelve ish, twelve thirteen ish. So this is pausing that Ty is supposed to be eight years old in this first part. This dude looks like he's three years old. Right, he's absolutely it's tiny. Um, and Kari is a baby. She's sucking on a pacifier. Correct. And the the whistle, like just literally, just just whistling at Ty, but like speaking to like what's uh, the Koromon. Koromon. The sperm I also monster. Love, I I also love how Koromon just poops everywhere. Like I'm like that's that's accurate for like a pet that just like is new to the world, yeah. just taking poops. Pooping. I also loved sucking faces. I, yeah, I loved how when it shows affection, it attacks you like the face hugger from Alien. It's Correct. terrifying. Which would be terrifying. <laughs> like, like yes, the face sucking sound effects definitely burned into my brain forever. Um, didn't appre- didn't like that, but it stuck with me. Um, but yeah, uh, it essentially like it's a very simple plot in the first one. It's this digi egg pops out of uh like there's like a power outage surprise surprise they wake up there's this egg in their apartment and it hatches turns into this digimon it keeps getting bigger and bigger and then eventually has a fight with another giant bird digimon correct and ty and kari go running out after this thing all hell ensues which is just fucking wild that the mom didn't wake up Oh yeah, they said, "Did you break a lamp?" Yeah, yeah <laughs> broke a lamp and uh, and the car, and they have a quip about that. Um, I, that's why that one thing I like about like the writing of this is just like that's what you would say if you were watching this film of just like if the mom said, "Did they break a lamp?" You, your first response is like, "Well, not a lamp, but a yeah. car hurt your car." Um, <laughs> talk about it, and I'm like, yeah, it feels like they're mystery science, like three thousand, three thousand, yeah, mystery science theater, three thousanding themselves. Yeah, um, which is great because it kind of like no, like the Pokemon movie at this point, which had had come out, mm-hmm. the first one with Mewtwo, like we said, and which we've done on this show, is so self serious and so all about its right. own mythology, uh, because Pokemon was Pokemon that big. Tortured in that film. Yeah, which I right. think, like in this movie, I kind of think that they carve out a nice niche for themselves, as being like they're kind of Deadpooling themselves before Deadpool, kind of a thing. Right. And it's a little less self-serious, in in the dialogue at least. But then the plot gets very self-serious. Right. Um, this Frankenstein plot that happens towards the end. <laughs> um, but yeah, Agumon is the is a dinosaur. He evolves from the sperm. He evolves into a bigger dinosaur named Greymon, and he attacks this parrot. And he and the parrot have a big old fight, and uh, then it ends. And then yeah, it's just like over. <laughs> this entire neighborhood in Japan has been like fucking totaled, right. and apparently only eight kids saw it. <laughs> yeah, they have like. 
kids, I remember the, there were like children in the background who were like, not the Digi Justin. And I was like, did those kids, were those, did those kids go on their own Digimon adventure? They were just I like, don't know. Don't care about these, these other kids. Is there a backdoor pilot for these <laughs> kids? Like, right. Can we see what's going on? Can there? they please contribute to the group project that is saving the world from a nuclear strike? Like, no, because as we find out in part two, most other kids just want to be shits and troll people on the internet. Correct. They uh, just want to email. Oh my god, the email. The email. Emails. Clinton and her email. So oh the god. second. That was the email like, yeah. scandal. It was just that she sent all yeah, the it's emails. Like, but her emails could have killed, you know, Diaboramon faster. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. He could have used her emails to kill that internet Digimon. <laughs> she did, and that's why we don't like her. <laughs> There's like one kid who's like emailing about how like your Digimon sucks, and another kid's like Al Jazeera was a lie. And you're just like, oh, what's <laughs> right, happening? They're oh, <laughs> all about Pizzagate. Yeah, no. Izzy has to like phase through all of them. It's like oh, oh, another Al Jazeera email. Jesus, send them all to Dioboramon. Yeah, slow them down. When their system is getting like overloaded with all the new emails, it never occurs to them to control alt delete and just like exit out of email. You don't no. need email to keep running. Lauren, it was the year 1999. They didn't know these things. They didn't know these things. They, these, they kids are, to... these kids are smart enough to uh, hack into the web and like take down a... Uh... No, one of them is smart enough to yeah. do that. He doesn't know <laughs> how to control Military grade hacking equipment that he just gets. He just grabs it. And this He's bitch can't, like, Hold can't on, I'll be right X back. out of email. Yeah. Correct. Joe could have as well, but apparently we needed to sideline Joe to take his fucking SATs during this right. entire movie. Like, it, for legit, if you're a fan of season one of Digimon, it's like, uh, like if you are not a fan of Ty or Izzy, you're shit out of luck. Every other character's got like one line or no lines and no one cares. Yeah, there yeah. are so many times in this movie that our characters just trying to get a hold of other characters who are doing other stuff. But that's and the like, 90s also, like, before the internet age, before texting, I feel like, uh, you know, the, it's hard to, you know, I like the use, I like the use of dial-up as a weapon. Just yeah. like, I want to talk about the thematic implications of using dialogue, at, or dial-up as weapon. Um, it was... Let's it was, do it, because we're now in part two. Four years later, Ty is 12 years old. He has grown up from being a three-year-old to a 12-year-old. Uh, Kari's going to a birthday party. And Ty uh, apparently said something fucked up to Sora about a hair clip. They're the big will they, won't they of season one. Correct. And then um, he also threw up in her hat, which is like a big pl- like that's like yeah. a plot point that like is like huge, but it's like never touched about, like talked about. Like she's mad. That's a big like, deal. Well, yeah, true. But you know, I don't know if one week. I associate that like conflict with one week by the very naked ladies also. Yeah. So like I don't know There's a great movie. lyric about <laughs> Remember when I threw up in your hat? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But no, it's apparently like about like I, I thought that they were like mad about this throwing up in the hat, but they're actually met like upset about this like hairpin, which is like the stupidest, like dumbest argument that I've ever heard about. But obviously, like they're twelve, but these two just need to fuck and get over it. Like it's they're, like they're twelve. Well, they they will in season two when they eventually. I right, so when they're like adults. Are they yeah, adults? when they're sixteen. <laughs> they're sixteen. They're, so they're sixteen in season two. Yeah, they're four years yeah. older than the kids in season two. What's weird though is I think I was fully convinced that they were like adults in college. 
Oh, right. Yeah. Because there was like a whole thing with like Matt had like dropped out and tried to become like a musician. Correct. And like Ty was like the coach of the soccer team. He was no longer on the soccer team. Right. But I don't know. Maybe that's just like Japanese schooling like ends earlier or something before they go into like secondary school or whatever. I don't I I don't know. And I'm not going to pretend like I do. Right. I kind of chucked it up to like cultural differences i do like the the like artist formerly known as prince reference yeah, yeah. to the movie they're like, like the that. digi dustin formerly known as matt like <laughs> for all those kids that are huge prince heads yeah <laughs> <laughs> who just love prince and can't like oh my god we're just like wait a minute when is when doves cry coming on this soundtrack like, what's, <laughs> oh, what's <man>. happening <laughs> i would have fucking loved that <laughs> oh my god would but, i like, stand I do think that that is like something. I don't think in Digimon was not nearly like the first um, anime to do this, but like the idea of like watching your favorite characters grow old and like do like w- like their kind of epilogue while mm-hmm. like a new reign of Digi Destin like kind of takes the mantle. That like that legacy kind of kind of aspect. I think that like is very neat, and I think it, it, it that concept kind of ro- rears its head in like other anime and media and I, I i'm a huge fan of that that trope and i think that was also digimon is probably the reason why i'm like so uh into this kind of like passing of the torch same uh, i think i think a lot of it also boils down to that like you were saying not a lot of other animes were doing that dragon ball z did that a lot which is why mm-hmm. i loved that but it's also i think was for me that digimon felt you know we have a weird line at the end where it's like digimon never really die they just like come back and have like a new like idea like you know they come back and they're like different people like now they're not allergic to like turmeric anymore or something like but it's like they the thing i liked about it was like stakes were a thing Mm -hmm. for digimon in the digimon world like i know they said digimon didn't die but then like there's a whole plot point in one of the seasons where there's this like turncoat Digimon named Wizardmon who does die, like and (laughs) dies like really dramatically. And it's very upsetting. Um, And it was, yeah, there's like the whole, and then there's like, there's the the villain in the second season. uh, I was telling you last night, it's like a Kylo Ren kind of character. Oh, right. right, right. All these characters got a Kylo Ren type character. Yeah, named Ken. Ken. And he like, and like that 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 carries weight yeah he's got like his little his little igor mon or whatever it's called like but he like becomes good and the lessons that he learns in that carry through to the end of the season Mm -hmm. and it's not just kind of like you know like a lot of other shows did like pokemon i think was very guilty of this just because of longevity purposes where it's just kind of like now ash is in a new region and essentially starts over again from the beginning right right like maybe he drops his Charizard at daycare for a season or something, but who gives a yeah, shit? He's like, just like, yeah, all my powerful Pokemon just like set them aside. I don't need them. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna start from scratch, which is bullshit. Right. Like, because if you want to be a master, you need to own that shit, dude. But yeah. that's ugh, I hate that character anyway. But <laughs> there's, but yeah. So I think like that was something that I that I enjoy a lot. In the but in part two of this movie. <laughs> There's this computer virus that hatches and they're like, oh, this looks like a Digimon egg. Um, this thing looks like a little squid baby with arms. I don't remember the name. It is terrifying to look at. I don't like it. Um, and it evolves into a monster that looks like the demon from Insidious, if you've ever seen the movie Insidious. Um, I have not. 
It's but not great, but <laughs> it's like that, like the face kind of looks like a mask kind of mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. And this thing like consistently freaked me out when I was a kid. Oh yeah, no, like all of the forms of like, like the Digivolution line of Dioboromon. Yeah. Terrifying, absolutely terrifying. And then there are like a million of this like Dioboromon. And you're just like, how, how are they going to do that? Yeah, they look like insects when yeah. they're like. Maybe that's why they felt like they had to play less than Jake and the Mighty Mighty Bostones. Cause if they didn't, it'd be too scary. Like yeah. right. <laughs> I, right. I would be too scared. Yeah. <laughs> Well, in the way he eats the data too, he's like got his like hands up to his uh to his like chest. Yeah, he's got like them folded down, and then he just slurps it up like it's a big like piece of sound. spaghetti. But really, what he's doing is erasing your college transcripts. Like he's a right. he's a terrifying figure. He's yeah, legit he like an internet terrorist. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, he must. That's be Tom. That's Tom website. from MySpace. He's just slurp, slurp, slurping your social security number. Oh yeah. Um. And the fact that he was also like like calling every number, like I love that bit of just like calling everyone, and they're just like hello. And then it, what is like crazy is that it, that moment is played for comedy, and uh, they, um, there's this like uh, bit where he likes, did you create me? Like he says that to yeah. uh, Ty, who he calls first, and like that implies that like he called everyone and just like on the phone, just like killer came from inside the house style is just like, did you create me? But that moment's played for laughs, which is like super wild to me. Imagine getting that phone call. <laughs> this is why our entire generation does not answer phone calls. <laughs> you can leave a voicemail or you can text me. But if I don't know who you are when you pop up on my phone, I can guarantee you I will not answer that phone call. If I see potential spam, you're Diaboramon. Right, exactly. Diaboramon. I'm not opening the door for you, bro. Yeah, every spam bot is Diaboramon. <laughs> I think that's... I think that, I mean, that's... He invented the spam call. We're also, though, living in a very privileged time technologically where we can answer a phone and be on the internet at the same time. Right. Unlike this movie or this section of the movie, which is kind of totally contingent on (laughs) dial-up. Correct, correct. (laughs) The, you wanna? Why don't you go into your your tight five on the dial-up situation? Oh my God. I mean, the, mostly that's a bit of just like I like that they use um, <laughs> the fact that like the the technology was just not there at yeah. the time as as like a weapon. I think that that like using with the frustrations of um, this like limited medium mm-hmm. is like an interesting like to to your advantage. I think that that's an interesting. It's an interesting solution to like the big bad evil guy problem that they have, um, and I think that that's like fairly creative. And I think that, I mean, definitely it does. It like, it it do, it would land better for like an audience of the time or who grew up with dial up. I didn't grow up with dial up. I um, I mean, I had it probably at one point, but like I didn't. I don't have enough formative memories of dial up. Yeah. You lucky son of a gun. With dial up. Yeah, we were right on the cusp <laughs> where it was like getting phased out. Mm-hmm. we had it for a few years yeah. like i remember we didn't switch until later yeah but i was also i think that's why i'm not a huge gamer mm-hmm. and uh and and especially not a huge like i don't know how to do it a lot on the internet like i'm 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 very very poorly versed on most technological anything and a mm-hmm. lot of that has to do with the fact that like we had dial-up for so long Right. And in those formative years where like I could have learned it that I just decided like not worth it, not worth right. my time. But I like how it, this appeals to kids because it does like there's the great moment 
and I, I say great unironically because I do think this moment's very funny, where Matt and TK are like Skyping with Ty and Izzy from this oh, like yes. barber shop in town, Correct. like in like the country. And the barber is like, like, oh, I only play solitaire on that thing. I don't really know how to get on anything. And it's like a, a funny vocal performance. Like the bit that's happening with the guy's like, I'm going to shave my damn ear off. Like that shit's that funny. Line, that that's line great. stuck with me for years. Forever. Just Forever. that line specifically. You almost cut my, my ear off. It's like that line. I don't know what it is about it. Just stuck with me. And I yeah. did not know where it came from for like the longest time. But like, yeah, knew, now you know. Now I know it's from the Digimon movie. But there's like oh. it, the the bit that I like in the scene a lot is that it is, it is like all of the adults in the room commenting on how this is something that kids understand and that adults don't, and that's I think what the 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 appeal of Digimon was that your parents that, that like HTML and coding and the internet that is the language that parents don't understand. Right. And that's something that you as a kid have, like that yeah. is the great, the great wide yonder well, for kids is like this why, digital world. It explains why the kids have to like, we have to do it. It's because like their parents don't get it. The parents literally don't understand how to do it. Right. Yeah. And the ones that would understand how to do it have like governmental jobs. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and that one mom is just, is too busy baking. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and what I think was, uh, also interesting about that is like it also like the emails the emails that not, not only slow Dioboromon down but also somehow become like a net benefit for Omnimon yeah uh, that, but their emails Daniel <laughs> the emails I mean I feel like I, I feel like that satisfies uh, the what you're talking about of like using something that is uniquely of the generation while also like satisfying the like anime movies need for it to be like children lend me your strength like that kind clap of thing if you believe it's the big yeah, clap, clap if you, if believe, you believe, believe everybody raise your hands in the air and charge goku's spirit spirit bomb, bomb like, man like, it's the best metaphor for it it's just oh, like yeah. a chain mail thing that you get it's like oh if you don't forward this on to five friends then diaboramon <laughs> will win <laughs> well Dia, you, you correctly said that diaboramon's the mailer demon he literally <laughs> is the mailer demon, demon. oh my god there's just like this dude on the internet sending spam emails asking are you my mother and then like <laughs> are you my mommy and when oh you don't God. answer his email then he calls you he calls you and asks if you created me and then sends nukes your way if you uh disagree with him i love that it's like one nuke is going to colorado <laughs> and the other nuke is coming to japan it's oh, like God. yeah there's like the u.s government <laughs> it's just like U.S. government's bombing itself, and then Japan again. So yeah, it's like, it's like oh, why? Great. What is this? What is it going? And then, like, also, I love how the nuke doesn't go off. Um, it just like lands harmlessly in the water, and then like tips over. And then everyone's like, like, "This is cool! Like, yeah. what?" It's again, super fine. Not an act of war or anything. Um, there's no the fallout <laughs> from this is insane. Well, they don't tell you it was in the four years between part two and part three. Is there's a whole lot of like Geneva Convention stuff that they've got to yeah. go through. Oh yeah. Well, also the like I love that <laughs> Ty's reaction to there is a nuke heading your way is like Bleh! like literally like, <laughs> corny. Not like we're all gonna fucking die. <laughs> like if, I mean, if I heard that, I'd be like, eh, makes sense. Like today, you know what I mean? Like with this yeah. year. Like, yeah. okay, that's fair. But I wouldn't be like, makes sense. You know? 
Yeah, you wouldn't <laughs> approach it the way you would if like some other team like deflated your soccer ball, which right. kind of <laughs> treats it. As. It wouldn't be a yoinks moment, you know. <laughs> this whole movie's yoinks moments. It's it great. Really is. Um, oh, it's so good. My yeah, but they I I truly can't get over how much they sideline every other character in this in like in that series. Oh yeah. Especially because like I'm looking at the I'm staring at the poster for the movie right now, oh, and the God. poster for it has. All of them, like all of the main Digidestin, like the, mm-hmm. the OG Digidestin, as like as they stand in the new series. So it's like Joe's got his like long hair, Mimi's got her pink hair, mm-hmm. like, and it's you know, all of that stuff. I and there's just like, who... we've n- we don't see these characters look like this at all. I don't know life. who 50% of these people are, yeah, right. It's one of those like, there's a dude on the movie poster that's just not in the movie. Um, type deal uh yeah and they did that a lot with these like you know early 2000s they, stuff and they assume know, you knew about that yeah you just you know you know yeah it's one of those weird things that like i i just don't i don't think that there was precedent for it because and and there's no like they're not trying to be cool about it they're just trying to get kids in seats right um so yeah so they're they're trying to defeat this monster this monster keeps evolving keeps digivolving and kicking the shit out of tie and Izzy's Digimon. Yeah, and it uh, always posts the ever, poses the ever old like question of just like why didn't you just like turn into Metal Greymon like at the beginning and then it, just like stomp this dude out of his fucking mind? Um, why didn't you turn it, into fucking Omnimon from the beginning? Like that right. was the other thing where they're like, we're talking to Jedi, we're gonna get our Digimon in to fight, right. but we can't get a hold of the other Digidestin because they're all like busy. and the texting doesn't exist right and yet they and yet all the other digimon who are just like we're best friends we'll do anything for you guys you helped us save our world they're not like i'm sure joe would understand i'm gonna go in and help like it's like well sorry my my human didn't say that i could leave this little garden so i'm gonna stay here sipping this lemonade and you enjoy you guys take care of it Well, what else would friends do but save you? How else could better to uh, express our friendship than to save your world? Sits and does nothing. Yep. <laughs> Sits and kicks back. Gatomon's just sitting there with like a, like a blue Mai Tai. Just right. chilling. <laughs> oh my god. Not like there's a nuke heading towards going to kill. <laughs> no. Not only like <laughs> Ty. You're definitely not going to be able to save your world, Digimon, if they get nuked. Right. Well, they're safe. They're like <laughs> that's gonna be one day like they wake up and they're like wait we haven't heard from anybody in that surface right. world for years yeah so okay? happened to Ty? Did he... maybe we should have the hell yes no, ty's been twice divorced he hasn't gone online in years <laughs> um i'm also interested in this idea that like they have that I feel like would be super obvious to anyone now, but like the, the, the separation between the Digimon world, like the digital world and like the internet, like they have to go from the digital world to the internet. That was like, very unclear to me. I was like, hold on. <laughs> like, yeah. Aren't you guys like there? Like, isn't that like the thing, you know? The way I, no. I break it down to myself is the Digimon world, the Digi world works kind of like the solitaire and minesweeper games that came preloaded on your computer right where you don't need the internet to access it Mm. right but then you can go into like extreme solitaire and like you know put your score on like a message board with other people's scores but you can only access that through the internet see for me it was just neopets 
Right. Well, because that's like the closest thing I ever had to getting into anything like this was Neopets. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I th- I I don't know. Because <laughs> like this it's is like clear. like, like the di- the Digimon the world is like Neopia or whatever the fuck it was called. I think it was Neopia. That's lame. Right. Or it's like I mean, a world online that like maybe these it's like creatures. Like a different server or something. I don't know. I also kind of perhaps imagine it like you know how Wreck It Ralph and Wreck It Ralph Two Ralph breaks the internet. Um, Ian hasn't seen like, either of the Wreck It Ralph movies. Oh well, they he's in his own like world. He's in his like arcade yeah. machine. Um, which is like kind of a, a a land server in and of itself, but then they connect it to the internet, and he can like then access the thing. So maybe it's like that. That's the only other like option. So, but somehow that like that land is magic and can like reach into any electronic device worldwide. Apparently, to the internet in like some strange way. I don't know. Uh, fascinating I- logic Digimon has. My my big takeaway from here is, and maybe maybe you'll disagree with me, Lauren. I like the way the internet's designed. I think it's kind of designed really interestingly. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels a lot like the um, the arc reactor in Into the Spider Verse, right, right, like right. that big room. And like I feel like the visuals are kind of for for twenty years ago are like pretty cool and trippy, and like the the physics of the world are very interesting, and right. it's a low gravity world where you can be floating in the air, but you can also like launch yourself through space by pushing off of hard surfaces. And I don't know. I kind of think the physics of that world are really interesting. It's maybe also why I really liked the second chapter the most is I feel like there's the most kind of like, we haven't seen stuff like this before. Right. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I feel like definitely like their battle arena is like solidly designed. I, I, I very much enjoy that. And like, again, I mean, um, I'm saving a bit of detail here for um, the end because this has to do, the reason why I feel like that is, that specifically is solidly designed uh, has to do with um, uh, something else, which is like, uh, spoilery for, I guess, the end of this podcast. Um, Ooh. uh, Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, um, but yes, I, I, I do agree that the internet is like, super well designed and like well formulated um uh it, it does feel like a little bit of a um prototype of like what they maybe w- were going for but like i think that um no i think it's definitely a solid like area of like we can have this cool battle in this like liminal space that is um that is the the, the internet um I like, and then as we've said earlier, the emails coming in from these kids, <laughs> these kids that are now watching this thing unfold online, not knowing right. whether it's real or not, I assume. Just watching also it on like, some a live monks. stream. And yeah. some monks <laughs> and some people who are like in the middle of like traversing canyons and whatever, right. who are just like got great internet connection. Oh yeah. I'm going to watch this live. Yeah. Are sitting here just like, scr- like, just like like doing what kids do best on the internet and trolling the shit out of the people doing a lot of work and just well, yeah, like and also like your Digimon got- sucks. Fuck you. <laughs> I hope this. I hope Mailer Demon Mon kills the shit out of you and your and your giant dinosaur. <laughs> like yeah, the fact that they but they they were invested enough to memorize the names of like Greymon and uh, yeah. Greymon, but yeah. they were not invested enough to root for Middle Greymon who. The Oboromon is an actual terrorist, so like weird. These kids weird, are emailing like, in like nuke them, nuke them. Yeah. 
yeah. right um <laughs> early 2000s edition um but no um no the the emails were very interesting because like how did they get izzy's email specifically is what i want to know is that like, <laughs> somehow like all these like thousands of kids just like knew all right izzy 1.0 at gmail.com gonna troll the shit out of him the only thing that i can think is that diaboramon in hacking into everything mm-hmm. like spread izzy shit all over the internet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like every kid doxed suddenly izzy. like logged like, on he got doxed to shit yeah, yeah some some kid was just like i can't wait to go play minesweeper and like his background on his computer had been changed to just izzy's email address i'm like oh this is like i may as well Ooh. click this link might as well insult this person if, yeah if there's <laughs> the anything that we have learned from the height of the internet that we're in now is that if you put up anyone's personal information they will get hate mail and so i need right. to not feel small right now like <laughs> Right. My problems are your problems now, guy. Yeah. But then luckily, Matt is able to get uh, his Digimon on there, and mm-hmm. he and the and Ty's Digimon fucking fuse. Mm-hmm. Which, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't remember this ever happening on the show. No. No, no, no. Yeah. I think this movie exclusive, Omnimon. Um, he was, in, he was on the poster, he was in, like, the trailer, and I remember reading, like, magazines Right. Like that was like had like whole profiles about this movie before it came out that would have pictures of him and you were like, I don't know. It was like when they would tell you like these four episodes of Pokemon couldn't air in the United States because right, of exactly. other reasons. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, I know these images are burned into my head, but I don't know what they mean. Mm-hmm. And that was what Omnimon was. Right. Well, also like the, to me, I mean, that's interesting because like, I don't think I consumed much about the movie before I saw the movie. So like, the movie and the show to me were like inseparable. I, 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 it is just, it was just now occurring to me that Terriermon was not a part of any like Digimon part, like nope. at all, like movie exclusive, but like Terriermon is such like, Oh yeah, that's Terriermon. He's like part of the, he's like a part of the crew. Like I love Cargomon and the <laughs> other one that he turns into. Um, so it's so like the bunny machine gun. Mom. Yeah. The bunny machine gun. He also punches him with the bunny machine gun. Um, um, he punches him with the bunny machine gun instead of using the bunny machine gun. <laughs> like, very fascinating. It's like, oh, it's a shark. It has a gun. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like, damn it, that shark punched me with his teeth. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's, like, super duper interesting. Are we... Let's are move we on to the third part. Right, we're at um, part three. Um, we're but, officially into the area where I don't know what happened. So pretty much Willis is like Artemis Fowl. He's a kid genius, but he's an mm-hmm. asshole. And right. he is, he is uh, in trying to, you find out his tragic backstory was that he, uh, his Digimon birthed into twins because he's American and needs more. And right. he, one of them Tracks. is super cool and cute and is a bunny and his name's Terriermon. You know, Terrier, the breed of bunny. And, uh, <laughs> and he's got this other one called Kokomon. Uh, but he's like, he gets real like greedy as Americans are wont to do. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm going to make another Digimon for myself. I'm going to make another friend for myself. And that Digimon, uh, that Digi-Egg gets attacked by a computer virus. And mm-hmm. that was Diaboramon. So essentially what we've been seeing is that every horrible thing that's happened to our crew of friends over the course of this movie 
was caused by this selfish American teenager. Including, Correct. I might Well, he add, was in elementary school at the yeah, time. I forgot, because he's a genius. Elementary, yeah. elementary school add? student going to Colorado State. Oh, get over yourself, Willis. Again, Willis almost caused two countries to be nuked. Correct. And, like, like honestly, caused, like, almost caused a resurgence of World War II. It was like... Correct. Yeah. Correct, 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 correct. Um, the fallout from this would be horrible in multiple ways. Right. Like, could you imagine if this movie had been made by an American studio and the climax was like, we may bomb Japan again, but like, psych, <laughs> we're not going to, lulls. Like, it's kind of a huge, like, big flex from Japan to be like, like, yeah, and then America's going to bomb us. Psych, we're not going to do that. But it like, is very <laughs> passive uh, We'll be pretty fucked up, right? Yeah. Uh, we'll be pretty fucked up. Guess what? We're playing it as a joke. Like, <laughs> it is pretty passive aggressive of Japan to be like, oh, okay, we'll give you one American character. He almost knew yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, because that's what Americans do. <laughs> Willis is a monster. That's <laughs> Willis is more a monster than Kokomon. He's also blonde haired right. and blue eyed. That little creep. I say that's this is a blonde haired, blue eyed white person. It's creepy. The dude, well, I mean, I feel bad because, like, I mean, he tries to create a Digimon friend. He tries to manufacture a Digimon friend, and then it gets attacked by a computer virus that, like, the, the Digimon that I assume he created became Diaboramon, died, and then, but the virus was like, nah, son, I'm gonna live in your twit, like, in one of your Digimon. I don't know how forever. it gets out of the computer, but I'm gonna do it. <laughs> gonna do it. <laughs> well, that was the thing that I loved so much about it, because, like, the Digimon live in the digital world until the end of season two. Correct. And At the end of there. season two, they come out into the real world because that's where Wizardmon dies. Because that's the big thing is they're like, I think it's in the digital world they can't die. But in the real world, they can because Wizardmon dies. And like, I remember a big thing was like, I'm not in the digital world anymore. I can't save myself. Right, right. But so Kokomon... This thing that looks like Aruba, this. Jamaica, ooh, I want to take. Yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> Aruba, I Jamaica, ooh, I want to take you down to Kokomon. I thought that the entire movie. That's great. Oh my God. Um, just is like he'll appear and it'll just be like footprints, like you won't see him. Yeah, he's like invisible and, also, yeah. which he never uses in combat, which is like a super useful combat that ability. That is very useful in combat. Well, and then he's able to turn into like insane clown posse mon where like I, kind did, of, I yeah. do not care for that <laughs> this giant bunny this evil bunny not i'm not my jam didn't but definitely it. like formative for me because like first of all like the eating like the mouth of that creature was like disgusting but also visceral very vividly remember that same but, like i only like i don't vividly remember like the like jester type bunny that he turns into <laughs> but like legit pennywise the bunny right but but that I think definitely like formed was formulative for me like subconsciously of like what is scary and what is like cool looking of yeah. like oh this like kind of like trickster character yeah um, so that's interesting and then he turns into like happy version of that character which is like scary almost creepier yeah <laughs> like Willis no it's like a deep voice is like Willis and like. And then thank and you. Yeah, no, when he <laughs> thank back, you for killing me. <laughs> yeah, when he changed back, I was like, that's not better. Like, right. And then, like, he whispers Willis as he's an egg. 
Also, Willis is a super creepy name to like whisper Very in a creepy. deep voice. Well, like, what I love is the two. I don't like, like that name. I don't like Willis. Davis's Digimon and Willis, this new character's Digimon, end up getting swallowed by insane clown Possimon. And they're like, when they're inside of this other Digimon, they again see Aruba Jamaica Uwa want to take you down to Kokomon. Yeah. And he's like pointing to himself because I guess he forgot that he could this talk. This was fucked up. And was like, right. And like legit is just translating, translating like "kill me." Yeah. Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say oh, that. The virus. He wants us to take out the virus, and he's like, there's, "No, there's, kill me." He's like, "That's very clearly <laughs> not what I'm saying. I'm very clearly saying, kill me." So many leaps in logic in <laughs> of just like he's like pointing, he's like he's trying to tell us something. He's like, maybe not. Maybe he's I don't just think there. So. That's that he's <laughs> very creepy looking. I feel like he could be saying like fuck off and die. Like all of this is nuts, but it is it is at the very most the second craziest thing that happens in this section. The craziest thing <laughs> is uh that an entire group of Japanese kids gets to Colorado. Correct. Uh, and we find out not, we don't know how. Actually, that is the yeah. craziest thing. The second craziest thing that has <laughs> nothing to do with Digimon is they're like, we've got to get to my house. Don't worry, I've got a plan. And Willis orders a pizza <laughs> and then tells the driver, yeah, oh, by the way, can you pick us up on the way to my house? And the driver says, I'll be there in two minutes or the pizza's free. <laughs> He's like, they've got to be in there in two minutes or the pizza's free. And I'm like, that's never been a policy. Fucking uh, by anyone. America, man. <laughs> All of this, I've just got to imagine, is just like commentary on America's gluttony. Right. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Is Japan being like, what happens also in America? In like, like incredible delivery time by this pizza company because they are Two in the podunk of Colorado. Like they don't like in the mid, like they're not like in like a suburb or whatever, like, or in like a near, like a metropolitan area. They're no. like in the boonies of Colorado. Like I went home to Florida, which, and to Tampa, which is like a decent sized city. And like, they don't even do delivery. <laughs> Like, nah, you gotta come to us. Well, there's a pandemic right now. No, in Uh, like, this is also, this is the case before the pandemic. They're like, no, we don't deliver, you come to us. That's weird. Stuff's too spread out. We're not close enough to anything. I've got to imagine that the whole reason Willis is from Colorado and that the climax of this movie takes place in Colorado is just, like, no property damage or casualty count. Like, because a lot of shit gets destroyed. A lot of mountains get moved. Yeah. Uh, they also, he also was like, we got, I got to go back to Colorado where it all began, like my house. And then they go back to an empty field. <laughs> they go to like this like crazy, like canyon area at where they duke it out. And it's like, this Willis, is not there hasn't home, been Willis. a house here for 50 years. <laughs> well, he also tells his mom that he's been, been in dead. summer camp. Right. And he's just been traveling the country by himself. Willis with this is a fucking... ghost child. He's not real. He is a dead <laughs> child. He walked a not insignificant amount of the way from New York to Colorado. I don't, I think this is like, I think this is, I think partially it is uh, Japan not understanding how big America, because this is before the internet, this is before like a lot of like, uh, you know, dissemination of information. I feel like it's very understandable for like, perhaps the animators just didn't, or like the dramaturg, I don't know, whoever is doing the research is just like, yeah, America's probably like, Japan, but bigger. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, just, 
make it a Japan, but bigger. And so like they like they take a, a train to Colorado instead of a uh, that's a three day trip. Or a, I fucking or wish a, like a plane. It's like and so fun. much more expensive than a plane. Oh, absolutely. Like no one wishes more than me that we have like an effective tr- like high speed train situation here in America. But we right. do not. Also, Kari claims that the only reason she's in New York with TK is to make Davis jealous, which is like, I wish I had that fuck you money. That's right. incredible. <laughs> in reverse, I'm like, oh man, I wish like when my college boyfriend broke up with me that I could fly to Japan just to say fuck you. Like, college boy, she's 12. They're 12. Well, they're 12. Yeah. well, I didn't have a boyfriend when I was 12 because I was fucking lame. <laughs> oh, God. No, I mean, like, I, the, I mean, granted, this is also like before, this is, I think, near a time where people actually like believed in the future and like yeah. <laughs> were optimistic about they had the crest of hope yeah yeah you know um very optimistic about like you know oh my children are gonna make enough money to, to travel the world like whatever that's fine um but now it's like so un- <laughs> unrealistic. Like, I'm not gonna make more than my parents. Are you crazy? Yeah, like That's truly, like happen. we do not live in a world where we're like, oh, we'll have nice things in five years. <laughs> I've never had the freedom in my life to be able to take a train willy nilly from oh, yeah. one side of the country to another side of the country with no plan. At the age of twelve, absolutely. I also don't have the faculties to be able to do that. Oh yeah. I'd be like, what's, what is, I'd get robbed. That's what I would, I would get robbed, kidnapped, and murdered the same yeah. day by different people. Yeah. <laughs> by the pizza guy, probably. Right. <laughs> by the pizza guy. That's so much trust. Like, <laughs> putting into the pizza guy. Yeah, it's like, this guy knows that I want Canadian bacon, anchovies, pineapple, and sausage on one pizza. He knows that I am just a kid who's just saying words. There's like, an extended <laughs> bit in Booksmart, this movie that came out last year, about this pizza driver who's like, you can't just get in into a car with a stranger i could easily murder you and that's what this guy should have said instead of driving off with just half of the group half of the children yes and like not only half the children but a like the youngest boy because like cody's also supposed to be younger than them right and yoli the only girl <laughs> yeah oh god and who Who's has choosing like the most baby? vulnerable ones yes exactly and also for they were like chilling out on the beach in on vacation which is also like I'm wild that you like you have friends good enough to be like you're on I know you're on vacation but hang out with me yeah travel the country to hang out with me now <laughs> and like you just do it so that's wild but also like really weird that uh Yoli was in this like strangely high-waisted like one-piece suit I was like <laughs> yeah. very comfortable with that like I, I didn't like that. Thanks, Japan. I did love the, um, in part two, to go back, when all the kids are sending emails in support mm. of, of the Digimon, one of the kids sending an email is a young Yoli. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh that God. always, that made me a little happy. That made me feel good. Right. And considering that these were, like, two separate movies, the fact that Willis is a character in the first movie and then they, like, follow up, I think that's kind of neat, you know? Normally, like, Especially with like, you know, anime movies like in Naruto, it's like a completely new cast of characters, mm. a new plot that's like self-contained and doesn't like affect anything else. Yeah. Um, rather than having this like movie verse that is like also self-contained, but like within the mo- Digimon movies, I think that's a novel idea. It feels um, well, yeah, because it feels like you're in a world. Like it feels like 
like we said before, the, the, the sense of legacy gives it stakes and gives it like a, a level of groundedness that I, for as fantastical as, as a lot of the elements of the show are, I think it makes it feel a little bit more human, which I think again is why like the big difference for me between like Digimon and something like Pokemon is I feel like the characters in Digimon, this is, I may eat these words later on in my life and I can't believe as a 28 year old person I'm saying this, the characters in Digimon feel more like human beings mm. than I think in most of the other uh, an- like young anime shows like that. Mm-hmm. Well, like it's cartoonish and like <clears throat> weird and like uh, silly, but also it, there's this, there is, this, I think that it, part of it has to do with the localization of uh, the, these Spider-Man-esque like quips that they, they, they have, they're commenting on the situation. So it's like, they know it's ridiculous. Um, and you know, some point, some parts they have to like run seriously and like, uh, be like, yeah, we don't know why, but he just became digital and that's ridiculous, but they have to kind of play it with some modicum of seriousness to, for it to carry the like emotional weight that like that moment probably deserves. Um, but the situations they get into aside from that, like there is an amount of like not taking yourself too seriously um, that plays really, really well with the ridiculousness of of the situation, and that makes me more endeared to these these characters, these twelve year olds. Yeah, um, yeah, who are somehow more witty than I am. <laughs> I think it's helpful that this one in in I've also only seen Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh at this point, as opposed to this. But I think it helps that um, Dragon Ball Evolution. Here we come. <laughs> I think it helps that this one takes place in like our world rather than a like heightened alternate reality where mm-hmm. like in Pokemon, it's like a completely different fantasy world. Basically it feels like it's it's like an alternate universe. Yeah. Whereas this feels like it's pretty much set in our world. There's right. like a fantastical element to it. So it's, but it, it, it is like these characters are in <clears throat> recognizable scenarios. Like dial up isn't like, wouldn't be a thing in yeah. the other two. Like right. there's, there's just a little easier to empathize. Cause these are just like kids like we are in mm-hmm. our world there's right. yeah maybe that's it is because like digimon is literally about escaping to a fantastical place and you can compare that fantastical place to the real world mm-hmm. like dragon ball z and uh naruto and inuasha and uh and pokemon and Yu Gi Oh are all like that's just the world the world mm-hmm. is just that and it's fantastical and it's incredible right. and and you know, and and that's wonderful. Same with uh, with Avatar, but uh, right. but this is literally about like the world has limitations, mm-hmm. and we are going to escape it to a world that seemingly has no limitations. Right. Only to find out what about that limited world we came from we miss and we want to go back to. Yeah, there's still this right. fantastical world, but there's also like your mom who's making it like. Yeah, just trying to make a cake that you think is gross. And, and, and that's what's you know? so interesting about the show that they don't touch on in the movie at all because they, they don't have time to. And mm-hmm. the movie never takes place in the digital world. Uh, right. is the, which is shocking to me. I just very, realized that. Very weird. <laughs> but like, there, that point gets reached in, like, in the seasons that I've seen where the characters really do get to a point where they're like, I just want to get home. Like, I miss my mm-hmm. stupid, annoying sibling. Like, I miss yeah. my animal i miss my mom who i used to yell at and most of them at a certain point have a scene where they're like 
you know, the scene in the teen movie where they're like pissed off at their parents or something like that. And you see that happen. And then like, there's a scene later on where they're in the digital world being like, I wish I hadn't said that to my mom. Like, I wish I hadn't like, which again, humanizes it and grounds this fantastical show in a much more human, uh, I think, level. Um, Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's also like, you can... So there's this uh, trend in anime right now. Well, it was, I mean, around 2012 through 2016, there's this like huge trend called the isekai um, where um, it, essentially it meant it's like a parallel world. So like you, uh, the main character gets transported uh, into a uh, different world a la like Sword Art Online or like, mm-hmm. I mean, Inuyasha was uh, technically an isekai. It does start in the beginning and she like, uh, Kagome like falls into like a well. Um, and then she's just there for the rest of the show. Mm. Um, and then, but it, with Digimon, they're transported. It, like, it is kind of the grandfather of the these isekai shows. Because, like, uh, I think one thing that is interesting is that, I mean, or one thing that has been, like, I guess, talked to, to death about uh, these isekai shows is um, they um, they do present this power fantasy of, like, you okay, if I'm, like, sent to another world like it's it you know it's gonna be this way or i'm gonna have this like crazy dumb superpower that's gonna make me op and like just the ruler of this world and there's been a lot of really really good anime out there that have like subverted that trope but i think you know what what digimon does um in creating like the not not necessarily being a fantasy but like kind of a kidnapping almost of just like mm. these are these are kids mm-hmm. and they don't want to be in this 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 fantasy world but they're they're transported to it anyway and they must adapt otherwise you know they're not going to make it home yeah because um, what because like if, even though the digimon can't die in the digital world they certainly can right exactly. yeah like, that's interesting because it also sets it up differently from pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh which are mainly like the driving forces behind those characters are just like their own ambition to be the best. Yes. Rather than like life or death stakes of like, I have to help. I have to get back home. I have to do this. The stakes of Digimon are literally like Ty wants to get back to like play soccer. Like, yeah. Like, they feel more more grounded rather than just like, I want to be the best Pokemon trainer in the world. Well, know? and in that they feel more like for me, at least as a kid who was watching it, I felt I could identify more with these characters because their wants were similar to my wants. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like Pokemon was a fun fantasy because like, A, this world is so new and cool and fun and aren't animals cool and weird and fun. And wouldn't it be wild to be a 10 year old and be out on my own, (laughs) which is wildly irresponsible. Um, Right. But like this, yeah, there was, there's a level of fear and there's a level of like, I just want to get back home and like, we need to keep playing along here and do this thing. Maybe if we save the digital world as these little creatures keep telling us we need to do, mm-hmm. we can use that to get home. Yeah. Well, and they also like, I think it, it is especially, I think it's especially true in like the second season where um, they're, uh, where not necessarily they are um, trapped in the digital world. They can move freely between the worlds, but like say they do have stake in saving the digital world and saving their friends. Um, they, they, um, they have, they learn lessons. They grow as human mm-hmm. beings. Um, and I think that like, I, I actually got me thinking of just like, Oh, like, I mean, what, it, like how novel would that be? If like the world we live in was a world where like, you know, everyone goes on like, 
a quest to like a crazy, uh, crazy alternate world, but like their survival in this world is dependent on like them being a good person and growing as a person. Like how much better of a world would we be yeah. if like people could actually like through these like, you know, crazy circumstances understand personal truths, which I think is the, I mean, literally at the heart of, of, of Digimon is like teaching these kids less like the, those like digi eggs or whatever in um, that, like just kind of came out of nowhere in the third part of the movie. Um, we're actually like very extensively like they uh, they have those titles. I'm like it was like oh I'm Flame Dramon, the like hero of courage and like they can't like Flame Dramon can't like Vimon cannot turn into Flame Dramon until um, Davis Davis yeah can displays courage. courage yeah you know and, and that's like, that's like a big part of the second season is they in addition to getting like their digivices or whatever they essentially find it's why i love the second season i genuinely still think the second season is like a masterclass in fantasy mm-hmm. because they find these eggs and it's very arthurian of like only the person who it's meant for can pick it up mm. right so it's like like you know they each have to find theirs and every episode you know there's an episode dedicated to each of them finding theirs but then like you said it's like there's like a an egg of courage an egg of love an egg of mm. hope an egg of like friendship friendship, yeah an egg of kindness like and then yeah and then like the last one is like the the digimon emperor's egg Mm -hmm. who's like the villain the kylo ren of the show Mm. who then like who's furious because he can't pick up this last one and can't like make it work because he's not exhibiting the goodness and the traits that like what the fuck was even was ken's friendship i truly don't i don't remember i knew i know um uh, Davis has two. He had courage and friendship, and friendship was like lightning, and he could run fast. And yeah, it was but, weird. And then they got like a sec- then the gold ones came in like later right. on, and it got yeah, co- yeah. kind of way too complicated. But like the the initial idea is a very right. cool idea, but like you said, it's like if like the the point of it was to have these lessons and to have them grow in these tangible and I think I think pretty easily digestible ways for a modern audience that may not be as kind of up for the level of fantasy of like uh you know an inuasha or like a naruto or even an avatar right where it's like critically like you you know it it is kind of it does like i mean as an adult watching it it's like yeah it kind of beat me over the head with like oh friendship love like these like after school special yeah. yeah platitudinous like things um you but i think that for like for a thing for kids and something that like truly you're trying like if all art is not necessarily trying to teach a lesson or like but like to make a statement or um to watch characters grow um this is like it 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 follows through on that like that process and it for its target demographic of like you know we want these kids to learn these values that we we find valuable um and yeah it may be a little bit obvious but it's it's digestible like you said like it's 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 in a way that the kids can understand it but i don't think it's so over the over the top that it would demean a child's intelligence i think yeah no definitely not and i think especially like to go back to the movie like there are so many kind of like we said like fun one-liners in this movie that 
rediscovering a lot of those now, I was kind of even like, these kind of help sharpen a lot of the edges of this movie mm-hmm. in a fun way. Like this is, it's not high art. Like this isn't Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Like, but like, right. it's right. still for for a movie based on a, t- a kid's TV show. It mm-hmm. is a lot. I kind of think that there are more dynamics there than I I initially thought there were going to be certainly more, I think, than like the Pokemon movie. Right. Yeah. I, I will say the one thing that I give the Pokemon movie over this movie is just that the Pokemon movie feels like it has a more contained dramatic arc. Oh, certainly. The, because yeah. like I. This I movie's think, a structural mess. Also, <laughs> also, the moment that I realized like this, the middle section was set between seasons one and season two, seasons two. I was like, oh, cool. So nothing of consequence is going to be able to happen. Right. Because it has to be able to retroactively fit. No, see, because season two has already happened. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, like, nothing can really happen. And nothing really did happen. And so, like, I can see how this worked for the characters maybe, like, in the middle of their arc to, like, add a little extra piece to their arc. But I feel like no one really grew in any, like, tangible oh, right. ways in this movie correct. in sure, this sure, movie sure. it felt yeah. like a stepping stone to growth but it did not feel like any big changes or character arcs came to any type of fruition within this movie willis's I mean, did willis that's what i that's like that's yeah my that's thing, basically like. it he's like the emotional center but in terms of like our main cast but I'm we've not already even said sure he's a monster really, <laughs> yeah i'm not willis. even sure i can really like identify a protagonist like it kind of mm. feels like oh it's an ensemble but like also some i could not tell who were like the main characters in the ensemble who were the like supporting characters. It was just kind of like a lot of characters coming at me. We're going to go through every episode of Digimon Adventure <laughs> and we're going to break it down. Then we're going to rewatch this movie. And I think you're going to be. Yeah. So I, I, I totally think that like, from what you're saying, like as a, as a piece of the larger puzzle of Digimon, I can see its value, but in terms of my watching it as a viewer in isolation, and with mm-hmm. no context of the larger thing, I do think that it, is, it doesn't necessarily make the strongest narrative choices sure. agreed, with its characters in totally. terms of like that feeling of like, I like the idea that like, I want to go home and I'm fighting to go home and stuff like that, but none of that's in this movie. No, I completely right, agree I wish with that you. it had higher Absolutely. stakes for the, in the personal aspect. It has high stakes in that like, there's a nuke heading there, but in terms of like the, the <sighs> emotional state of the like, characters. But like, it's a nuke. But like, even <laughs> with the nuke, there are still, the characters are kind of like, all right, whatever. Uh, like, no. I guess I'll just believe hard. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> it's like maybe even, he... a, even a nuke couldn't make the stakes for the personal stakes raised for these characters. The personal stakes are higher for Izzy taking a beet juice shit than there yeah. are for this fucking nuke about to land in this neighborhood of Japan. Yep. Correct, 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 correct. It's um, fucking wild. Um, was there anything else you wanted to hit in this? Uh no, I'm gonna look at my list briefly, but I think we hit all of it. Oh, um, Ty says trans rights when he says you can be whoever you want, big guy. Fuck um, yeah! yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. And uh, yeah, that's it. I think. We- oh, also liver sticks. Ooh. Liver sticks is like a thing that that. Uh, Ty's <laughs> their mom- favorite. Yeah. I just want to say, their mom is lovely. He came in and was bitching about how his friend had birthday cake. I'm assuming because it was her birthday. And he's bitching because he didn't have cake. And she's like, oh, cool. I'll just make a cake right now. And then she's like, I don't know how much flour to use because I've never made made a cake with flour. So it's like, she's at the very least, like, it's a joke. And it's like, this is wild. How the fuck does she make a cake? Maybe it's right. gluten-free, whatever. 
but at there least there are plenty of recipes for gluten free cake, and they're delicious. In two thousand, I I am I have my doubts. <laughs> uh, have you guys ever had a flourless chocolate cake? It's amazing and decadent. Oh my god, they're so good if you add flour and make them a real cake. Uh, but oh, it's. <laughs> I'm sorry that you don't like it to be chocolatier. No, I'm kidding. Sorry they're, they're that you don't like chocolate decadence. <laughs> I just imagine flourless chocolate cake as like a menu item at an Outback Steakhouse that I'm never going to. It's eat. like a molten lava cake. What's not to love? Again, another another it's menu item. It's more chocolate. <laughs> it's like legit, just like melted rich chocolate with just enough eggs to pull it together. What's not to love? Truly, <laughs> what's not to love? That, keep that ship afloat. Just <laughs> enough, to, just enough to keep it together, and it's delicious. All right, let me double it's check. Uh, we'll play the budget game uh, in oh, the year 2000. I I oh god! Do you want to take a guess as to what the budget of the Digimon movie no, was? They had to license like a million songs that were like, I'm sure All Star was incredibly expensive to. to I'm gonna say 1.25 million. 1.25 million. Excellent guess, Lauren. Do we know what the budget of Shrek was? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> like, like the budget of Shrek was probably something like $100 million. Okay, I'm just going to go like- That animation style was very expensive. I'm going to go t- $10 million. $10 million? Yeah. You guys are kind of splitting the difference. $5 million budget for All this right. movie. $5 million budget. Wow. $5 million budget. Uh, right. And now the worldwide gross. Any oh, idea? Fuck if I know. Do we think this was a hit? Did it make money? I don't- I. I feel like it did. I feel like it made maybe maybe two million dollars. Maybe. All right, Lauren. Uh, I'm gonna say seven million. Seven million. Lauren is closer. So this movie te- opened at number four at the box office, made five million dollars its opening weekend, went on to make fifteen million worldwide. So it did wow. make its money back. Um, Good for them. But not well enough. Funky little kids. Not well enough to uh, warrant another uh, international theatrical release for right. the Digimon franchise. Right. Um, yeah. Like we said, there are tons of Digimon properties, uh, and there were a lot of straight to DVD things, a lot of straight to video things uh, that all came out in Japan. Nothing else in America. Um, and I believe after that fourth season, where humans could become Digimon, it stopped airing in the United States, and they just kind of do. They just kind of do um, the most. The first two seasons are on Netflix right now, right? Or Hulu, excuse me. Um, I do you think? I think that there was a little bit of confusion. I do remember it, like a a Digimon protagonist with Yu-Gi-Oh man hair. Um, mm. Man, so I do remember that being localized at some point. Hmm. Um, Wild, but I and Agumon was also the main Digimon again for some reason. Um, but I don't, I don't remember specifics. Lightning don't strike more than twice and it did on season one and then it did again on season two. (laughs) Um, that's, that's all I got. So, uh, Daniel in the year 2020, do you recommend Digimon the movie? I think I, can I qualify the recommendation? You can. Absolutely. I will be qualifying mine. Absolutely. I, I I will, I highly, it's a highly recommend from me. Uh, if you, definitely if you grew up watching Digimon, big yeah. blast from the past, a lot of nostalgia, a lot of like stuff to appreciate. Um, if you didn't, it's still a recommend, but less so. I think that there's, <laughs> I think that uh, you should witness the the craziness and wildness, uh, and uh, at least the 
nice quips and localization stuff uh, of this movie, but um, can't. I, I do, <laughs> do not know that if you if you will have a good time or as good a time as I did. Truth. Uh, Lauren, what about you? I'm also going to qualify it um, <laughs> and say that if you've seen this movie before and enjoyed it, watch it. You'll probably enjoy it again. Uh, if you do not know anything about Digimon, I cannot recommend this film. <laughs> as someone who watched this film and has never seen a Digimon property in their life, I was wildly confused and needed to pause the film multiple times to ask questions. Um, and uh, I think I would, I would recommend, if you want to watch Digimon, I would probably say watch the show first. It yeah. seems like that's a better place to start rather than throwing yourself into this movie for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. I would recommend the show in a heartbeat. Uh, this movie is, like we said, it is a, a, a narrative mess yeah. um, with some funny one-liners in there and a like kick-ass soundtrack. Oh, um, yeah. The soundtrack I would recommend the soundtrack laughs. a million percent. Yeah. Still, as a 28-year-old, hot-blooded male. I would say just listen to All-Star. <laughs> um, this this movie did all star before Shrek did all star. So yeah. Shrek is yeah. an anime. Start that hashtag. Um, Shrek is but, an anime. Uh, great. Now, like we always do at this time, is there a modern analog in 2024? The Digimon movie. Lauren, I'm going to go to you. I'm first. really wondering if Ian and I came up with the same one. I don't think we did. Um, I would recommend Pacific Rim. We've recommended it before. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm going to recommend another movie with a character that is terrorizing people through the internet. Um, it is a horror film, horror franchise, called Unfriended. Fuck yeah. Oh my god. Um, that also has a character, uh, unseen character, uh, calling and emailing and texting characters uh, unannounced uh, in big, like, various terrifying and funny ways. Oh my god. Um, I'll talk about this movie till the day I die from a catfish in a Zoom call. Like, seriously, <laughs> this franchise is awesome. Super low budget. Uh, it's really cool. It was filmed like a play. Like, ever, they did long takes. Um, and I'm sure they made like four of them in quarantine because it's like the only movie that you could probably safely make right, right. now. It's um, the real world with ghosts. Yeah, Ian loves it's it because so it's, good. it's a horror film, but also like the ghost kind of just shows up to start drama. The ghost is a Love stinker. <laughs> the ghost just shows up and is like, oh, did you know your boyfriend cheated on you? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And then like leaves. Uh, and then just like murders people randomly. It's kind of it's a great. little bit of everything and it's very stupid fun. Uh, it's, and it's on HBO right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nice. Daniel, what about you? What are you recommending? All right, so this is a rant, a uh, small rant. I know Give we're at it. the end, but um, so um, fun fact about the Digimon movie, uh, as we've touched on before, it is three parts, three different movies. Um, I think all of those movies had the same like original Japanese director. Um, part two is essentially, it is, it is like plot for plot, Im- like almost image for image, not image for image, but like plot for plot, pound for pound, a prototype of a much better movie that that same director went on to direct called Summer Wars. Hmm. And it is also an anime and it kicks, it fucking slaps. I've heard about this movie. It is literally the same plot line, um, but without the Digimon. It's like Hmm. you fight with like an avatar and then like the person who's doing the fighting, like there's like so much, it's so much better like paced, so much better well written, like better written. And like uh, the characters actually like, grow and the character like there's this family dynamic that's like really interesting um it, there's also nukes involved 
so oh. if that's your thing, maybe. Um, that's your thing. Classic, totally but my thing. The um, instead of like Digimon fighting, like it is this. Uh, you, there's like an online fighting arena or whatever mm. that like it's like games and such. Oh, um, cool. And uh, one of the the main guys who does the fighting is King Kazuma, and that like design fucking kicks. Like that's like some grade A character design. He's like a rabbit. He's got like a puffy jacket and he punches people and kicks people and it's very good. Nice. Uh, and then he punches the virus and um Fuck yes. there's it, it's 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 very good. Um there like the the climax is so much more interesting than in this movie because like it doesn't know, involve a character needing to take a shit. <laughs> right, exactly. Um but you know, I, without spoiling it too much, uh I just think that this like Summer Wars is everything that the Digimon advent, Digimon, Digimon movie part two could have been. Um, so that is that sounds that is awesome. Awesome. Summer Wars kicks. My recommendation is a movie that was released earlier this year that I believe is going to hit streaming soon, uh, called Weathering with You. Um, mm-hmm. It's by um, Makoto Shinkai, who also oh. did Your Name, oh. and. Um, um, garden by the pond and like a bunch of those other movies that kind right. of very very similar to miyazaki in style and in kind of like investing in the the heart and the humans and the human story while right. then loading it with fantastical elements this movie is about a kid who moves from the country to tokyo and kind of falls in league with and in love with this girl who can seemingly manipulate the weather mm. um and it's a incredible allegory about climate change uh and a really heartbreaking story about falling in love for the first time it's very very good i loved your name uh yeah it's i i liked your name better but in terms of the fantastical elements this felt a lot more in line with digimon and i just didn't hear as many people talking about this movie so it's definitely worth a watch where can where can we find it um i'm not sure i think it it's available like on itunes to rent but i think it should be coming soon I don't know. Like we don't get as nearly as many anime movies as right. we kind of should. Like I right. think I I can't even find your name anywhere, and I right. love the fact that. Movie. Yeah, your name didn't have like it's a cult classic, um, anime yeah. like modern anime movie, and like did not get a wide release. That's kind of a shame. Yeah, I saw uh, it at the Music Box here in Chicago, and just like oh, yeah. on like a Thursday afternoon, it was completely empty. I know. <laughs> Are so missing good. the music box? Oh, but, man. Um, yeah, that's where I saw your name. I miss it so much. Uh, Daniel. You are, we're going to let you plug whatever you want to plug in a second, but we're going to make you talk about The Vanishing Act for a quick minute. I I think that's literally all I have. (laughs) (laughs) So Um, Daniel is the the genius behind uh, the world, really, of The the Vanishing Act that uh, you are hearing right now. At this point, the first episode will be out. Uh, The second episode may also be out at this point. I have no idea when this episode's um, going to go up. At least the first episode At least the first one will be out, uh, and it is just, expertly sound designed and engineered and mixed and mastered by you. Uh, so I guess talk a little bit about, uh, I guess whatever you want to talk about with it, but I just, I'm constantly fascinated by your ability to pick out specific sounds that tell a full story uh, without any sort of dialogue. And it's making me have to write better uh, and more specifically. And, it's, and then also write bits where we're like, Oh, well, Daniel's going to have to figure out something. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, there, oh, I hope you look forward uh, to it. There's a bit in a future episode where it's just like extended Foley bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, Lord. 
Um, <laughs> well, um, I, I really enjoy working on it. It's um, so like what interests me most about like, you know, you guys have written it like super duper well. And like, I couldn't have, I can do what I, what I, what I have done with, with it without like the, um, the punchy dialogue and like the uh, overall story structure and the fantastic actors that you guys have like brought in to voice these characters. Which um, includes you. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm doing wonderful, wonderful, hilarious bo- uh, vocal work in this. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it's, uh, I think what, you know, it's, I, I don't, I don't even know what to, what to say about it because like I, everything I love about it is, I mean, a little spoilery, but like also like really like it, it, it's everything. Like the Eric does some really cool music, and that that like creates these dramatic beats that like I I, I like I have like I fall in love with the, this this show over and over and over again um, when all of it comes together, um, you know, and like listening to it um, and Eric's like incredible um incredible music that like really just like tugs at your heartstrings and um makes you laugh and like uh and you know what have you i I, um i think that you know there's a lot of like a lot of really cool um interesting things that uh i get to do with like the the um the sound design of it of just like i i have this philosophy of uh trying to use um dial using sound effects in like the cheesy place but not with the cheesy sound effect yeah um so like trying to use like a a realistic thunder sound effect to create dramatic tension but without being like the you know like that you hear in like cartoons Um, yeah sometimes it like calls for a cartoonish uh sound effect and like you know we can well you will usually in the script put like the cartoonish version of it just knowing that you'll find a way to make it (laughs) to make it nuanced and artsy yeah (laughs) right (laughs) we'll put in like question mark like we'll put in like dramatic thunder question mark and you're like okay it's not gonna just be that it's we're gonna actually make it like good then we go back and listen we go that's better (laughs) but it's, it's been really interesting like watching like the actors are one part of it, but like really a lot of like comedic timing. We've been, like we we use kind of different directors who use for comedy, not just like pointing a camera at actors, but like there is comedy to be found in editing. There is comedy to be mm-hmm. found in the sound effects and in the cuts that we use. And so like it's it's been an amazing process because it's like it's a collaboration where like none of us is really like the mastermind behind the vision. It's mm-hmm. like everyone is making it is like making it funnier with every inner iteration. Yeah. And yeah. so like, it's, yeah, like your work is incredible on the show. And I, if you're, if you're listening to this podcast still right now, like seriously go check it out because Daniel's a fucking genius. And then hire we're, him. We're, yeah. Then legit hire <laughs> yes, him and give him more money than we are able yeah, to give him. Yeah, please. <laughs> For real. He deserves the world. <laughs> well, it's, it's also so interesting because like you guys give, like you guys give me so much creative freedom on that podcast. Like I, I basically get to like, just take, take this, like, uh, take these like, uh, takes that you guys uh, have decided like these are the takes we're going to use and then just like fuck around in like logic for you know eight ten hours and then like uh, get, hand you something that's just like you know it, 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 it works together and I like I'm passionate about it mm-hmm. um, and you guys have been very great about just like oh well this like we, we want this to work a little well not comp- uh, you guys have been really good about like oh, well, maybe tweak this, but, like, I like mm-hmm. where you're going with it, rather than, like, I mean, 
I've definitely been in um, doing some other editing projects um, uh, 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 in the past where it's like I've I've the director already has an idea of what they want and that's like mm -hmm. a little bit harder to like work with work around where yeah. like both of you have very strong like artistic like this it had like it has to be this way or you know my way of the highway like it's for you, you guys are very collaborative um yeah <laughs> we try to be yeah because a lot of the time we're like we don't really know what it's going to be in its final iteration so like the fuck if you have an idea they like go for it the amount right. of times i've written something and just shown it to lauren and been like eh <laughs> well like that's also and maybe like uh specificity <laughs> Um, but that's also the thing is that like even if I'm like I'm stumped on this, you guys will be like, well, we'll try this, and I'm like, oh, okay, and then like I can go and do my thing. Yeah, um, and then you also like, have been very patient dynamic. with me when I call you and I'm like, is this crowd sound too loud? And then I'm <laughs> like, then we've like we did like three like sets of text messages, emails, and like calls where I was convinced like this crowd sound was too noisy, and then like finally realized after like like showing it to like my parents and Ian's parents and like you and just been like no I'm crazy um it's just me um and then realizing like well thank you for talking me through that I don't know what was going on in my brain but thank you for your patience yeah. oh my God. No, um, that is that is uh it's it's ear fatigue that is like so common um, yeah the, <laughs> I will say the one thing that um it doesn't actually irritate me to to preface but like every time that you guys put like and this character walks somewhere i'm like fuck footsteps <laughs> 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 are the <gasps> worst they're the worst and then i was like 50 percent of the time only put characters on rascal scooters from <laughs> yeah. now on i'm also like 50 percent of the time i'm like i we put walks there don't need to be footsteps there. People know, like, that they're moving. Whatever. Like, it doesn't I'm still really unconvinced matter. that a podcast isn't a visual medium. Like, whatever. Ian, has an, right, right, right. Ian wrote an extended visual bit, and I was like, you can't do this bit. It's a visual bit. He's like, but if the narrator says, I'm like, you can't see it. That's the point of the oh, joke. Man. When it gets adapted into a television show. <laughs> listeners then yeah. we and you hire all of us to do it then yeah. uh then that visual joke would be amazing. yeah oh, yeah um but anyway daniel is amazing you should absolutely absolutely hire him listen to his work designer. appreciate his work and bow the fuck down uh anything <laughs> else you want to plug um not at the current moment no i think there's i am working on a um what else am i working on uh i think it's just i think it's just vanishing act and then um I'm working on a uh, piece with Straw Dog right now awesome. um, that'll release sometime in the fall um, uh, called Run the Beast Down. Um, Sweet. And that'll be, that'll be uh, a thing and a half. Um, Hell yes. That's a Straw Dog Theater Company here in Chicago. Uh, mm -hmm. And I'm sure that will be released online. Um, yep. Yes. It will. Great. Uh, we've already mentioned, we were just talking about it, but uh, please check out The Vanishing Act. Uh, it's our narrative podcast that the three of us are working on. Um, you can check that out at vanishingpod.com, mm -hmm. uh, vanishingpod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, yeah. Tumblr, all the fun stuff. Uh, please make sure you leave us a review for Not Another Film Podcast at notanotherfilmpodcast.com on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. We do not have notanotherfilmpodcast.com. Oh, yeah, we don't, don't we? We don't have a uh, Gmail. I don't know. We got stuff. Check it out. Uh, <laughs> 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 not Another Film Podcast. Check it all out. And then uh, hit us up on Twitter at filmanother. If you are in the Chicagoland area and uh, you have a movie you'd like us to do and you would like to be on the podcast, send us an email to notanotherfilmpodcast at gmail.com. 
Chicago.com. Pro tip, now you don't even need to be in Chicago because... True, we, we oh, right. did the show we, with somebody from Atlanta the other day. you're not coming to our house. Yeah, no, we don't want to see you. Stay inside, wear masks, wash your yeah. hands. If you have the funds, please try to donate to a uh, local business if you can, specifically a BIPOC-owned business or a queer-owned business. That would be lovely. If you are uh, physically able to, uh, bodies are needed at protests, so please be out there, be safe, uh, and wear your goddamn masks, you gross humans. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Anything else? That's it. That's all I got. That's it. Daniel, thank you so much. You have a standing invitation to come back on whenever you want. Um, yes. Thank you very much for listening, folks. Get digivolved. <laughs> 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 <laughs>